Let's start. This is Ross May. With my man Jay Snipes. Generation motivation, baby. Let's go. <laughs> What's happening? A, it's your boy Jay Snipes, aka the podcast of the people, back with another episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. Um, as you can see, I'm doing something a little bit different, you know, this time. I'm actually uh I'm doing a little video along with the audio. And um, hey, you know what? I just love the you know the progression of the podcast. Thank you, first and foremost, for supporting, you know, each and every week. Um, you know, continue to like, share, post, and uh, and listen, you know what I'm saying? And I have this, this man over to my left, uh, a real talented dude, man. Um, I happened to come across him, you know, on Facebook and, uh, you know, he sent me a video, man, when I say talented guitarist, um, doing big things out of San Diego, you know what I'm saying? We're doing a little, uh, bi-coastal thing going on right now. I have Ross May. Hey, welcome to, uh, Generation Motivation, the podcast. My man, I appreciate you for having me. Thank you very much. No doubt, no doubt. Um, hey man, you know what? Let's let's jump right into it. You know, um, first and foremost, I'm I'm definitely a fan. Um, I'm a I'm a big music head, and on top of that, I'm a big hip hop head uh, as well. So um, the video that he he sent me to take a look at, I mean, he's rocking with legends. You know, he he's rocking with my man Eric Sermon, and um, so. Uh, <laughs> Hey, first and foremost, let's kind of take it back, man, a little bit. How uh, how did you get into music? And then we'll fast forward to everything that you have going on right now. I would say probably my introduction to music wasn't unlike anybody else. I think the first CD that I bought with my own money was uh, Criss Cross. Oh, okay. You were jumping? Back jumping in the up. days. Yeah. <laughs> right. They got me. They got me with that one. Okay. And uh I, I remember even like trying to rock my clothes backwards the way that they had it right so i mean honestly hook line and sinker right they got me good with that one okay. mtv was a was a beautiful era for music and uh, you know back when they played music videos i should say yeah exactly um, i just remember pool parties in the summertime with the big boom box and the tape and having to rewind the tape and you know what i'm saying so right. music was just like a it was just the fabric of our culture, right? Right. So that's just how I grew up, elementary school style. When I first started getting into music, yeah. it wasn't long after that, to be honest. It was around that time. Um, I did my first uh, show in 1991, and it was right after The Chronic had come out, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. And okay. so I bought the single, I bought the single, and we used the instrumental the, you know, nothing but a G thing uh, yeah. instrumental. Yeah. And uh, we used that and we did like Nike, Nike came to my school and they sponsored it they sponsored an event and they had basically the kids inspired to join like a, a performance, like a contest who could do the best song or, you know, talent display. Right. So right. we used that instrumental and I actually wrote, I had a whole crew and I wrote everybody's rhymes and I had never done that before. Okay. I'd never written a rhyme before. And okay. so I was in fifth grade and um, wrote a whole song to nothing but a G thing. Okay. And uh, 
It was really cool, man. 1991, I got it on VHS. Okay. Hey, so you were ghostwriting right. You were ghostwriting at a young age. Okay. Yeah, I did my own verse and I did everybody else's verse too. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Um, so so you've always been big into hip hop though? I have. It's just been honestly the vibration speaks for itself, right? Um, but it wasn't just hip hop, you know. I was also a big fan of like some rock music, but mostly like the alternative acoustic music. Okay. When MTV Unplugged happened, yes, MTV Unplugged like changed my life the same way that like Ice Cube changed my life or um, Wu Tang. You know, like the when the vibration speaks for itself, you know, it needs no introduction. Right. Hey, so when you saw Lauren Hill, you know, doing the Unplugged album, man, I know you're like, wow. I mean, for real. Yeah, the simple fact that. We, we knew her to be obviously a great lyricist, but to see her actually playing the guitar at the same time while spitting, yep. that's crazy, man. That's crazy. It honestly was hugely um, like inspirational. She gets like her and Wyclef, they oh, yeah. share like, like the throne on that for me because they both were the first to introduce MCing and musicianship at the same time Right. to me. I never seen it before that. And then Prince. Prince is the only other person that I've seen pop off like that. Right. But it wasn't until like this year is when I saw Prince do that. Okay. Like an old video. I was like, <clears throat> and it was a trip. It's it's honestly an impressive thing when you see somebody dig into their bag as an MC while holding down the the beat as a musician. Yes. Exactly. That's crazy, man. And you know, and I guess these gray hair, gray hairs are going to be a telltale sign as well. But yeah, man, I saw, um, I saw Lauren, <laughs> you say, yeah. I saw Lauren and, uh, and the Fugees, you know, back in the day, um, back in North Carolina years ago at their peak. And I mean, this is at the point where Outcast was actually opening for them. So, you know, we talking, right. like, yeah, we're talking, you know, way, way back when, man. And, um, but I've, you know, I've always been a, a, a huge fan of uh, of hip hop, and you know, with you growing growing up on the West Coast, you 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 always have been on the West Coast. Yeah, I've always been here. I've traveled, but I've always lived here. Okay, okay, so yeah, because I, I I see the examples that you're dropping about Ice Cube and you know Dr. Yeah. and you know, hey, oh, he does a mean rendition of you know Tupac on on the guitar, man, with the beatbox and the whole nine, man. So. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh it's, it's it's awesome to see i guess how the culture has evolved with the live instrumentation so are you a big fan of the roots too are we talking about you know live instrumentation big fan of the roots huge fan of the roots i love um quest love style on the drums and black dot he's definitely a top five dead or alive guy oh man no doubt most definitely so mm -hmm. how did you jump into actually playing, playing the guitar so you were writing rhymes you know, and yep. then what what inspired you to pick up the guitar of all instruments? Well, I mean, I, I was I had a couple of best friends that whose dads were musicians. Okay. And so there was guitars around all the time. Okay. My dad was not a musician. My dad was like uh, an athlete. So it was all about sports at my house. Okay. And um, so my life was largely football, baseball, sports. But then when I would go to some friends' houses, their dads had guitars laying around. So I would snag one and I would just play it a little bit and it'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. And then their dad was like, oh, you like that? Check that out. And then he'd show me a couple of tricks. And right. I was like, yo, this is fresh. 
Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm playing the guitar, right, yeah. with my friends who right. happened to be, like, with me all the time, you know? And it was a really beautiful, like, organic evolution, you know, the way that it all came to be. I was um, lucky to be in the time and place that I was. Right. So, and at the time, back in the 90s, hip-hop and alternative, they did not coexist right. until the Fugees, right? The right. Fugees brought it. Um, but other than that, it did not exist. And honestly, they the way that Lauren Hill did it was so like was so much integrity mm-hmm. that like I just wanted to be a part of that. I knew that I appreciated it. And sometimes the spark lives, you know, but maybe like the body can't like articulate how it feels, but the spark still lives. I had to get my my weight up. And then I bring an intensity though. I take that formula and I bring an intensity that I don't want to say is unmatched, but my intensity is savage, right? When I go in, it's like it's like I'm going into battle when I'm doing a show. Right. I'm battling. Right. And the battle is again is 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 to uphold the integrity. I like that. I That's like the battle, is to not allow the degradation of the integrity that the music deserves. And that's that's where my like intensity comes from. I like that. You know, um, and I, I cannot play an instrument to save my life. I might be able to beat on the desk, though, and beatbox a little bit. So I can do some stuff like that. That, that matters. <laughs> that matters. It does. However, um, oh, man, hey, my, my daughter's nice. Nice on the uh, on the piano very mm-hmm. nice you know um and my son can play the saxophone as well so it's crazy because i actually watch them practice and watch them perform and i'm like how like especially with the piano i'm like how are you playing the piano it's not marked the, the, all the keys look the same of course they make different sounds how do you remember this she's not even looking at sheet music and she's playing by ear so i'm just like you know for you did you take like any formal lessons or was it just your friends, the uh, fathers just kind of teaching you and then you started to pick up the- It was just my friend's dad's teaching me, just just my friend's dad's teaching me. And then I did take like a couple of formal lessons okay. uh, to teach me to, to learn to read music, Okay. but I didn't follow through and it was because the process moves slower right. than, I, than I wanted as a kid, right? I'm just a kid. And you know how kids are, we're instant gratification. We want it now. It. And yeah. so- you can show me the chord where to put my fingers and that's cool but if i have to learn the letter that pertains to it that pertains to each finger placement and then be able to read it on a sheet with a bunch of lines and squiggly things that takes too long (laughs) and i really just want to get from a to z right which is to play the music so now i mean i still don't know how to play or i don't know how to read music but i hear it and i know where i'm at on the scale you know I'm no virtuoso, but I am solid in the pocket. Okay, okay. Hey, well, the the simple fact that you don't have to necessarily know how to read it to be able to make beautiful music like you're doing, to be able to make money off of it as well. Um, That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, like I said, definitely, definitely checked out, you know, I checked out the videos. Um, When I I talk about, we're going to fast forward a little bit. When I talk about the legends that he's performed with, he has um, his own YouTube uh, page or YouTube site channel, and he has his, you know, his uh, Instagram page and, and some other things. But he has bars and guitars, um, has a very nice following. You know, you go on there, man. You see, 
you see Ross in the back, you know, playing the guitar and beatboxing. You got Eric Sermon spitting over it. Hey, you see him doing, he has Lazy Bone. He has Mitchie Slick. I don't know if he, a lot of folks might not know Mitchie like that if you're not on the West Coast, but hey, I mean, you know, so it's it's just, and then Cannabis, you know, I'm a huge Cannabis fan too, Can I Bust. So when you see the level of talent that he is able to um, perform with, you know, it's inspiring, you know, for, for a kid that didn't learn how to read music, you know, um, formally, but to see how he's progressed to where he is now, I think that's amazing. So what do you, I guess, attest your progression? How do you, what do you attest that to? Um, honestly, I just, you know, God works, right? So he's been working overtime for me. And what it is, is I got, I got a vision. Yes. That, that only I have, you know? Yes. And it's clear as day. Yeah. And that is my job here is to complete my mission, you know, and my mission is to um, uplift the voices that need to be uplifted. Man, oh my God. I, I keep, keep going, man, because you're speaking directly to me. That's the whole purpose of this particular podcast. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I've had my time, uh, you know, with my own voice. I still use it like when I'm. <clears throat> when I'm performing, I'll do a three-hour show mm -hmm. of my own music where I spit, rhyme, sing, and beatbox, you know? Yeah. Yes. And it's it's quite, I call it acoustic hip-hop. It's hip-hop, yes. but it's acoustic. Yes. And I started Bars and Guitars um, several years ago, and I love it because it's not me. It's me and someone else. Yes. I have a special talent, you know, to be able to play the guitar with a hip hop twist that provides like the backdrop, the perfect presentation for hip hop. And if I get to present hip hop to the world in an acoustic fashion, that means it's a, it's a really special, right? There's integrity there. That means I'm bringing a level of integrity to hip hop that it doesn't have by itself, right? Because like when Metallica does all their best music, right? And now they're retired. What do they do? An acoustic album. Or the Eagles. What did they do when they were done? They did an acoustic tour. Right. 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 So when the greats, when the legends um, are getting their flowers while they're still alive, they go acoustic. And hip hop does not have that. Right. They weren't hip-hop wasn't given that luxury until I came along. So my goal is to give the lyricists that changed my life right. their flowers Yes. and to gift back to the culture the integrity that it deserved the entire time. Right. I like that, man. I like that. I like the fact that you, you know, you're walking in purpose, first and foremost. Um, and when you walk in purpose, man, anything is possible. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You have a vision. Um, you may not necessarily know all the steps to be able to bring that vision to fruition, but the fact that you know there are steps and you continue to step, that's right. the first thing. A lot of people, right. man, they have a vision. They don't know how to get from point A to point B. So instead of continuing to make the baby steps, you know, they they stop, they shut down, you know. But hey man, as long as you continue progressing, man. As long as hey, you, if you, if you wake up and you have, you know, 10 more followers than you did yesterday, you know, if you have a, you know, an, an act that you booked 
that you're going to perform with. They don't necessarily have to be, you know, necessarily named, but that could be your best performance. And that could be their best performance right. and could be the one that changes the whole scope of everything. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we look at, um, you know, the platform of these celebrities and say, if I could get such and such on it, you know, if I could get a Jay-Z to spit over this and that, but hey, it might be that hungry MC that no one really knows and he's killing it and you killing it in the back. That's the one that changes everything. You know what I'm saying? It's all about destiny and, and walking in purpose, man. So. Yeah, man, that's that hunger is what it was built off of. Exactly. You hear Method Man talk about it. A lot of legends talk about it. But when you start eating too good, you're right. not hungry no more. Right. And you stop being inspired to write from the belly of the beast, which is where it was born. Right. And so um, you have, I stay hungry. And the only reason is because there's my vision isn't completed. Yes. My mission's not done. Yes. You know? So... I am always unsatisfied. I'm I'm okay with being unsatisfied. I'm okay with it, but the hunger lives, you know? It drives me like, yeah, we just dropped the cannabis episode, but I did two episodes with cannabis. I'm like hungry to drop the next one, you right. know? Right. And um I just filmed with uh Planet Asia. Okay. Um and we did three episodes and it's they are so fire. Right. Um I've got big ones in the bag just coming. My first time I went viral uh, beatboxing and playing the guitar and featuring an MC was 2015. Okay. And uh, that was when the world was like introduced to beatbox guitar hip hop, right? Okay. Okay. So Lauren Hill brought the art of acoustic hip hop to the forefront. Then yes. and, and so she's like the queen. Yeah. And um the way that I flipped the formula to make it my own um, was introduced in 2015 when I popped off and it went viral. So it was like, you know, a couple million views with uh, Team Backpack. I don't know if you remember Team Backpack. They used to feature MCs across the globe and legendary and hungry independent artists. Okay. And they, were, they would travel the world and feature MCs globally. It yeah. was an amazing platform. I don't know what happened to Team Backpack. Okay. I have no idea what happened to them. They just poof, just disappeared. Yeah. And um, that kind of sucked. But, you know, they, they gave me my first jump off. Right. They, they put me on, dude. And they didn't even know me, you know. Actually, what happened was I featured one of their favorite guys. Okay. So they're already invested in this MC. His name is UTK, Universe the King. Check okay. out U Universe the King. He's the guy. He's the one I featured on the Tupac track. Okay. Okay. So. That video was 2015 and it went viral um, with Team Backpack. Okay. So that was the jump off to featuring MCs over an acoustic. Like people didn't do that before. I mean, yeah, you had Lauren Hill doing it on her own. Right. And for decades, I've done it on my own too, inspired by. But the beauty of bars and guitars featuring an MC and allowing me to beatbox and play and become the beat, I live the beat, I am the beat, right? right? Then that gives the MC a job, a very clear parameter that what's your job? This is my job. Your job is to do what you do best. Right. Hammer yeah. time, go, you know? <laughs> right, right. So what was your, um, I guess, what was your first uh, legendary act that you, that you featured? I would say Pace One of The Outsiders. Yep, Pace One. Yep, he was the guy because 
right after I was trying to pop off with my first official episodes of Bars and Guitars. Okay. And um, was meeting some opposition at home. People were like, oh, well, show me the format. Show me the format. And I didn't have the format. I was trying to film my first episode and I need someone to do it. Right. 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 So, I mean, I had been like in my community, that was a little frustrating because for the last decade and a half, I have been straight dunking in everyone's face right. for every week. Right. Everyone knew exactly what I was doing. You see me beatbox and rhyme and, and, and play. You see right. me do this. You know what I'm about to do. Don't ask me what I'm about to do. But they were like, they want to see the format. So I had to revert back to my 2015 video with UTK, the first viral video that I did with the Tupac tribute. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is the format. And so I presented that to Pace One. And he was down because that video went viral. So, of course, Pace is like down to, to make content. You know what I mean? He's right. an MC who's, who's, um, still an mc right he's still hungry pace is still hungry i got featured um the way i met pace was i ended up on a tour in the east coast called the full blast booking uh tour for life okay tour for life is mental health awareness suicide prevention right so all the all the shows were pro bono we didn't get paid all the proceeds went to mental health awareness suicide prevention well pace one was the headliner for the tour okay. now that was 2019. Rewind um, to 1999, straight 20 years prior, right? I saw Pace One in San Diego with Eminem before an Eminem's album had just come out. All we had was Hi, My Name Is from Eminem, right? Uh, I right. went, somebody got me a ticket. I didn't even like, I wasn't really that big of a fan at the time because all I heard was Hi, My Name Is. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cartoony, so I wasn't really a fan. Yeah, but I got a free ticket. I slid, and there's Pace One. I was like, "Who is this guy?" He was burning up stage. I couldn't even deal with it. This guy was so good. Right. His performance, his energy, was amazing. Pace One, bro. I was, who is this guy? And right. then I heard him on the radio in San Diego, and that never happens. San Diego is the black hole of media non-exposure. You will <laughs> die unexposed in San Diego. You could be right. Beethoven. And his won't, won't get any you ain't get nothing in san diego you oh you're from san diego yeah go die in the corner oh you're from anywhere other than san diego how about some radio time right. airplay exactly i can't even deal with it so i mean that it's changing now because of a couple of pillars of the community that are actively making a an effort to support san diego artists in san diego right. but being like next to la like this this is it's not the look it's not right. right but right. we're talent heavy though it's extremely talent rich and it, it is a really i love growing up in san diego because it made me a gladiator okay there was never there was no carrot on the end of the stick for us right but we had but we had to be dope yes or else you don't get to be here right as an artist you right. don't get to be a san diego artist and suck you just don't and right. there's no carrot that means there's no world tour there's nobody scouting us right right they want they want la they don't want us but you know what we're, we're the true savages though i'm gonna keep it a thousand and la will, will tell you that san diego is savage yeah. so and i had to embrace that as a piece of myself you know and I, it actually became a point of pride like yeah you know it's ghetto and it's it's um it's tough but like 
I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Because it built me as an artist, as a man, you know? Um, So that's why when I hit tour for life on the East coast and met pace one, I knew I was ready to stand with, to stand with the legend. I had told him, I said, I saw you in 99. Um, I've been a fan ever since I'd like to invite you on my show. And he was like, okay, bet. And then he saw me play and then he was like, okay, definitely. Okay. And then, so it was a, it was a vibe. Now him and I are, are linked up for life. That's what's up, man. That's dope. That's dope. I love the yep. I love the fact that you, you know, you use your talent, um, you know, to, to make an impact in the community. We were talking about that. And like I said, that's the whole, you know, platform for the podcast to begin with, you know, um, you know, tying yourself to a cause bigger than yourself uh, with the mental health awareness. And, and I know you've, you've done some other performances as well. Don't don't be don't be too shy and modest on it. Um, go ahead mm-hmm. and on a little bit, man, on some of the other, uh, you know, charitable acts that you've performed. Well, um, yeah, I've uh, I've had a lot of friends, you know, die. Either it's gang violence or it's mostly gang violence. And so every time that this happens, I get the tap on the shoulder to perform for the fundraisers and the benefits to keep their families, you know, on top of things during the transition right Mm -hmm. and so i've done this countless countless times and um it's an honor to do it you know like when somebody dies and they're they're telling they're telling um or their story is being told through music and a performance and an event you know to be invited to be a part of that Mm -hmm. is an honor it really is um so i've done a lot of fundraising for families that lost loved ones, um, a lot of community members that have died. Also, um, I was a part of founding Toys in the Hood, which is uh, a toy drive out here in San Diego. And I'm sure that name is being used across the world. It's too catchy to, for someone not to know. <laughs> so right. Toys in the Hood though, right? Okay. And um, me and a friend, Laura Serta, started that. It was really her initiative. She needed a venue, she needed performers. so. She had the idea. I said, well, I've got venues. I've got performers. Let's. And then, you know, I performed at all of them. I ended up helping organize. Uh, We drove so many toys to so many communities, not only here in Oceanside and San Diego, but also down in Mexico because it's so close. She goes to Mexico. She brings just truckloads of toys down there and just laces them up with toys. We've done so many of these toys in the hood is a beautiful organization that i'm really glad to be a part of and to see where that goes um what else have i done i've done a lot of breast cancer awareness the susan g komen you know a lot of that um every day that's a yearly thing every year that comes up there's breast cancer awareness month and so i i donate my services to that all the time um i've done songwriting and teaching classes uh, like at schools i've been asked to teach kids how to write songs and kind of give them some inspiration i've done a lot of motivational speeches when it comes to music performance my old high school has asked me um to speak to the kids about being a performing arts person but also an athlete and a scholar at the same time so how these different worlds can come together and to show kids that a, adults can be well-rounded 
in a way that's not been done before, you know, yeah. that we're capable of more. So I've been tapped on the shoulder to show the next generation what we're capable of as people, you know? So because it's clear that I've pushed the boundary and that I've found new parameters mm -hmm. and I seem to make it look doable. I don't want to say easy, but definitely doable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, that's, that's just a few off top. I'm, yeah. There's more because. Oh, no, that's. Yeah, that's that's dope, man. And like I said, you know, we're we're all here for you know a purpose, man. We're all here for a reason. And mm -hmm. the fact that you are able to identify that and amplify these purposes using your platform, I think that's I think that's special, man. I think you know, if more people are able to find that within, because we all have a platform. I, I I'll say this, you know, uh, you know, a hundred times a day, man, we all have a platform. You know, some some may be grand, some may be small, but we all have the ability to to reach others. You know what I'm saying? So we have power in our platform. So it's up to us to be able to identify and use it effectively, man. So, mm -hmm. um, I you know, I, I don't want to take up too much time. I want to wind down. I, I asked two questions of everyone as I wind down. First question is, what do you want your legacy to be? What does Ross May want people to remember him? ass well um, it, it's kind of it would mirror how um i described why i do uh, parts and guitars mm -hmm. and it's to it's to use my special talents my god-given gift to uplift the voices that need to be uplifted mm -hmm. and i want my legacy to speak to that i want to oh not only to that but also to the integrity that i fight to uphold and lift. I want to raise the bar. I want the bar raised for us as people. I want the bar raised for us as a culture. Mm -hmm. It we need it if we're going to survive, if we're even going to have a culture. Right. You know, right. we we need to raise the bar and I my legacy will be that I raised the bar. And mean. I uplifted the right voices cuz I'm cherry picking my favorite voices right to uplift. That right. means that I'm the curator. That means that I'm the director and I choose what voices get to be uplifted. And I'm here to do the work. That's okay, cool. I like the fact that, you know, like you said, man, hey, you are able to cherry pick. And I mean, you've, you've uh, you know, forged your path, you know, and, um, so you deserve that, right? You know, hey, look, I, this I, I love what you're doing here. I think you need a little bit more exposure. I like the platform that you have here. Hey, let's link up and do some things, man. So that I think that's I think that's dope, man. I think that's dope. Um, final question. With it being Generation Motivation, the podcast, uh, I always ask this this question. Um, how do you feel as though, and it, it, it normally goes kind of hand in hand with the legacy part, but how do you feel as though you're motivating your generation? In generations to come <laughs> well through through example okay you know so i have learned that words are like toilet paper okay. flush you know if you want to know what somebody's about watch their actions and so i'm i am carefully choosing my actions to speak the volume that i need to be spoke at you know so my work is supposed to speak for itself when somebody sees me especially a young person they see me it's going to look overwhelming 
you know how did he get there how did he get so far how did he get that idea you know um but the truth is that everybody has a vision that only they have you know it's the one that won't leave you alone it's the one that nags you you know every day every night the one that you wish you were tackling instead of your nine to five right Right. i wish i was working on this exactly well that's where you should be at right we all have bills to pay and i understand it and the young people this generation is going to have to grapple with making ends meet in a new way right in a way that we didn't ever know hopefully it gets easier for them but the way that i want to motivate the, the generation of today is through doing the work and showing that there isn't a shortcut that as people we create our existence and so i'm trying to create an existence that betters the entire planet for generations to come I love and it. so you know that if they ad- adopted a similar mindset and rinse and repeat for generations to come yes then the integrity and the bar continues to to rise yes I love it, man. I love it. How can um, how can people connect with you? Your social media um, hashtags, or um, you know all that stuff, man. I don't, hash, not hashtags, but you know your social media handles. Well, and- I would say um, people should connect. Hashtags are great. Hashtag bars and guitars. Yes. Hashtag acoustic hip hop. Okay. You can you can find me, and you'll and if you don't find me, you'll find some amazing material in yeah. there. But uh, you know what? I like to direct people to the Instagram and the YouTube. I'm really pushing bars and guitars, the brand right now, the channel. Yes. Um, it's bigger. Th- it's bigger than me, right? So if you connected with bars and guitars official on YouTube or bars and guitars official on Instagram, you're gonna find me. Okay. Right. So I don't have to promote my pages anymore. I'm promoting this channel because I'm on the channel. Yeah. You'll find me. But on the channel, you find legends cannabis eric sermon pace one mitchy slick jail felony um mr little one mr shadow all kinds of independent hungry artists that yes. stepped to the plate and got busy yes you know yeah and so I, it's it's a beautiful thing it's, it's it is quite the melting pot because i've got independent hungry people i've got legendary people and there is no platform that offers that exposure because like Let's say Lazy Bones video is going to bring me 5,000 subscribers. And those 5,000 subscribers find Johnny Hungry Guy. Right. The Independent. Yes. Well, he benefits from that, you know? And he did it by being hungry and holding it down. And that's why he got cherry picked. Right? So Independent guys have a shot. Exactly. on bars and guitars official where it's equal opportunity everybody you just have to be dope hey that's it you simply that's have it. to be dope that's <laughs> exactly. it um hey man i definitely want to thank you first and foremost for joining um you know joining us on uh, generation Mo- motivation the podcast i love what you're doing i love the message i love the movement i love the hip-hop i love the acoustic guitar i love the beatbox you are hip-hop you know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, continue to, um, hey, man, just continue to use your platform and make a difference, man, because that mindset, that's what we all need to not only survive, but to thrive as well. So it's definitely been a pleasure, you know, having you uh, on the podcast, man. 
I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, do you think you can maybe take take us out with, uh, you know, like, you know, something on the guitar, man? Look, you know, a little something, man. Let, let them know what bars and guitars is all about. Let's see here. You know, I got something. I know you got something. I know you do. Hmm. There we go. Pretty, right? <laughs> no man alive could stop me. Probably because my crew's so motley. Levitation of the beat so godly. You got we on part in the scene. We spreading our wings. We flying high above the trees and the fake MCs. No law man can make whatever top guard these. Fire descend upon them at a million degrees. The earthquake sent a skyscraper into debris. Government officials convert to refugees. The hypercanes holding your bridges like origami. Nothing cleanses the sins of a man like a tsunami. But choke. We wait for peace. Like visions of Gandhi to the demolition stun. And don't plan on stopping. So where do we go? Follow all the sheeple, reclining at home, oblivious, eating Cheetos, continue on the path of destruction and feeding egos. Post apocalyptic, are we amigos, right? Hey, I'm a writer. I love it, man. I love it. Ross May, ladies and gentlemen, please support bars and guitars, man. Please hashtag and uh, follow. And um, hey, man, this man has uh, he has the vision, and we definitely appreciate you, man. I appreciate you as well, man. It's been a blessing and an honor.